All right. Welcome to the Risk Report with Roman the Stoic. We are back. I just want to say a huge shout out to those that reached out. You guys gave me awesome feedback, positive feedback. And I'm really glad that you guys love the fucking podcast. So I'm back. We're going to do it again. Definitely looking to have some uh, interviews in mind. But for now, I just thought, hey, why not just keep putting some out? You know, no other way to get better. So today I wanted to touch on art and art as a career. Uh, For those that have any questions or have thought about maybe pursuing a career in art, and how they would go about it. I just kind of wanted to go over my experience. And and hopefully that shines a, a little light into. You know if you should do it or not. If it's something that you should pursue. But I want to start off by saying you know. With anything in life. Uh, things take time. And whether you want to have a career in art or a career in anything else, you're going to have to work at it and you're going to have to grind at it and work your way up, right? So the same thing goes with art. And I think that's something that helped me keep pursuing my dreams when things got tough, right? It was that you kind of have to come to terms with who you are, what you want to do, and realize that everything in life is going to be hard, okay? You know, nothing comes easy, and the things that come easy usually aren't the most fulfilling, right? So, art is a career. Just to give you guys background, if you're listening, I'm currently an art teacher. I'm currently an art instructor at a studio as well. And I do private art lessons as well as private skateboarding lessons uh, through my company, Risk Skateboarding. How did I get to this at 26? So, I went to school at FAU in 2012. And at the time, I was an archaeology major, looking to be an archaeology major. And uh, everything was kind of just hitting me at once. I had found my passion for skating again through going to school. I had found my passion for music again through going to school. And naturally, it just opened up my mind to being like, I can fucking draw too. (laughs) I've been drawing since I was a little kid and I never really took it serious. But I love to draw. I love to create things. I'm constantly drawing when I take notes. So it was a no-brainer, and I changed my major to art. Going to school for art is not a necessity. My first year at FAU, I had a philosophy class. And this philosophy professor, first fucking day, goes, how many of you are art majors? And people all raise their hand and shit. There's a couple people. In this big, like, kind of auditorium room. There's a British guy. And he goes, he goes, you guys can leave right now. You don't have to be in school. Don't be in school. He was like, uh, I know this sounds harsh, but if you're going to be an artist, you're wasting your money. Just go out and make art. And I remember thinking that, like, wow, that really stuck to me. Like, fuck, man. Maybe I should drop out. 
what am I spending all this money for when I what I should really be doing is just making art, hitting it hard in the streets and trying to trying to make a name for myself. And he had gone he went on and he's like explained my I got nothing against the arts. My son is a musician, you know, but he didn't have to fucking go to school to be a musician. Right. And so that's the thing is if you want to have a career in art, if people are listening that are, I know my audience is a little older around my age, but if there's anybody younger or if anybody now in their life wants to find that, rekindle that passion and, and, and pursue it, um, there's two ways. You could go to school. You could not go to school. There's advantages and disadvantages to both, but it's what you make of it. It's what what work you put in because I know a ton of street artists that are really good financially, you know, that are working. And then I also know a bunch of fine art students that are working. So it's really what you make of it. I also know people that, that have paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars going to like private art schools to get a degree and not doing anything with it. You know, it's what you make of it. So. For me, I stayed in school, right? For me, it was sort of an option to leave, but my parents were not again, not with that. They were heavily against that, obviously. And so it was like, uh, it was something I had to deal with. Did I, did I want to disappoint my parents, you know, and just be thrown out into the world? Should I, should I have done that? And there was many times where I thought I should have just done that. It took me so long to get my degree. I should have just done that. But in hindsight, going to school gave me opportunities that if I didn't go to school, I wouldn't have. <clears throat> you know, so that's the thing with with art as a career is you really have to just grind that shit out. You have to come to terms with who you are and you have to realize that's what you want to do, whether you're rich, poor. Okay. And then once you get past that hurdle, now you can just focus on making your art. Now you can just focus on what you're going to do. So I'm going to go through, we'll talk about the school aspect and why the school aspect is beneficial in certain senses. You go to, you know, you have a major in studio art. Let's say we're going to use me, for example. I had my major in drawing and painting. I didn't just take drawing and painting classes. I took pottery classes. They make you take graphic design classes. They make you take woodshop classes, right? So they have you work with these other mediums. And I think now, now I see it as maybe it's in a sense for you to get a hold of these other disciplines, see how hard it is to really craft things, but it's also to expand your art into different ways that, that you don't think you could possibly do. During all these classes, you're given projects, you know? If you're going to drawing class, uh, you have little exercises. Draw this in 15 seconds. Now draw this for two minutes, right? Draw this for 30 minutes. They have uh, live nude models come in. You go in, you fucking draw your model for two hours. That's your project. You get critiqued on it. That's another important part. You get critiqued on your work. So in all these classes, painting, drawing, whichever, 
you get critiqued on your work. And for those of you that don't know what a critique is, you have your your work. We all like kind of post it around the room, post it around the studio. And the students and the professor, you all go around and you critique each other's work. You tell each other, you give each other feedback. What could you have done better? Uh, I like this, but this isn't really working for me, right? And some of, sometimes those were rough critiques, right? And intimidating critiques. Uh, but they were beneficial in the sense that you're surrounded by other artists. You're seeing how other artists work. Uh, you get tips from other people. You build relationships. Um, you know, it really does aid your art into a different direction. Now, if we were doing that out in the street, you'd be having to do shows, which if you're in school and you do this, right, even if you're a fine art student, you should totally be out in the street promoting your work. But how do street artists go about doing their thing? It's all about commission work. You want to be able to do commission work for people. Something that helped me for a little bit was I was doing commissioned pet portraits. I would fucking paint your dog, <laughs> smoking a cigar or something, and that's that was it. You know, I charged $75 for a canvas, and I would make the pet, excuse me. <laughs> and that, that helped out for a while, right? So you got to do things, you got to be innovative, you got to be open-minded to, for ways of you could, you know, for you to make money through your, through your work. And that's the toughest part is valuing yourself and valuing your work enough to put a price tag on that. And that's something that I think a lot of people might struggle with. Others, not so much. You see motherfuckers you know, putting out a painting for three grand and it's some spray paint shit that they just fucking threw together. And I'm not naming anyone specifically. I'm just saying there's some crazy art out there that's ridiculously overpriced and, and it's like, where do you get off, you know? Um, so it's like, how do you value your work? And that comes a little tough in the sense that, like, you know, as artists we're not all necessarily too proud of our, all our work all the time. Right. Like I got a ton of work all around my studio right now. I love a couple things, but there's always something that something in there that that's a little off and, and only the artist really knows, or, you know, only hey, that person really knows notices. And it's like, how do you value, you know, your, your skill set? So coming to terms with that, coming to terms with your work, uh, your quality of work, and putting a price tag on that. You know, it's nothing personal. It's business, okay? You make a commission for somebody, they don't like it, whatever. Take a deposit. Always take a deposit if you do a commission work. If it's $75, hey, give me $25 as a deposit. I'll make it if you don't like it. You don't get the deposit back. You know what I mean? So it's really, you got to find ways to protect yourself and, and to do business. So to become an artist in the street, you got to become a businessman right away. And that's really what I'm trying to get at is the two differences. Through school, 
you become this fine art, you know, you can become an instructor, a, f- a professor, a teacher, right? Or through the street, you become a fucking businessman. And at the end of the day, you know, what's going to pay the bills? They'll both pay the bills if you get the right job, right? But what do you want to do? And how do you, in what direction do you want to take your art? And I've always been a person that I've, I want things to happen organically. Things need to happen organically for me. And if it feels forced or pushed, I don't want to fucking do it. Okay. And so maybe I've missed out on opportunities because of that. But I think I've also really gotten the right opportunities because I held out or because it felt right. Nowadays, right, it's all about the marketing. It's all about the Instagram. It's all about the presence. It's all about the numbers. So how do you how do you stay relevant in this saturated and competitive world? You know, and that's finding the type of body of work that you want to you want to create. Okay. The best thing an artist could do is just live, live and experience things. When you live and experience things and take things in, that's when you're going to be able to put things into your work that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about just sitting in the room drawing all day. So as artists, we need to constantly draw inspiration from other things, whether it's books that you're reading, whether it's a fucking quote you saw somewhere, whether it's just taking a walk outside and noticing something different, right? Whether it's just watching people, you know? You need to draw inspiration and you need to flex the mind in these other ways. And perhaps that's where school has helped me, you know, in the sense that through doing all these other classes, doing all working at all these other disciplines for, for a brief period of time, you know, it does open up your mind in the sense of what you can do with your art and the many ways that doing other things can influence your art in the long run. Okay. So my passions were all there and they're still all over the place. You know, Uh, the neighbor the other day, yesterday he was, you know, we had our dogs playing together and shit. And he comes in here and he's like, damn, didn't know you were so fucking artistic and started telling him about myself. And he's like, like, how do you, how do you do all, all of this all over the place? And I don't know, man, I just kept at it. And I knew that it was all, it's all connected somehow. And now I'm really starting to see it. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm getting older. I'm maturing. So I'm really starting to see everything kind of connecting. You know, I've started my, my own business, Risk Skateboarding. I design decks, custom made decks. Uh, design clothing, right? So there I've translated my art and my skating together, my love for art and skating together in one place. Through my business, I do private lessons, right? And and it I didn't just start it, you know? I'll take a second and I'll talk about risk because I didn't just start it out of, out of nothing. I want to say a huge shout out to this man, Jeff Moss, he is the owner of H2Flow, him and Savannah Daniels. Two great people, 
and uh, they gave me the opportunity to work with kids, right? They, they have contracts with schools all over the county, and they teach kids how to skateboard, how to surf, and how to create art. And it's positive reinforcements, you know, positive things that make kids kind of see life in a new light, right? And so for me to used to get in trouble at school for bringing my skateboard or, or bringing a skateboarder, now I'm teaching kids, you know, at 24, I was teaching kids how to fucking skate at school. They're paying me. And I even started doing an art class through there. So I worked with them for, you know, two years teaching kids. And in that time, we would have certain projects where kids would design their own skateboard and and we were ordering a bunch of decks and and I was, you know, helping kids design their boards and it just all hit me one day like, damn, what if I fucking made my own company and I just started designing decks, you know? Why not? Design decks, design shirts, just put it all together. You need you need to consolidate your work eventually into one place, right? And it like I said, it needs to happen organically. It needs to happen naturally for it to feel right and for it to survive. So I came up with risk and the whole reason it's named risk and the logo is a heart is because when I was like 12 and I used to skate with my homies, shout out to Aiden Collins, shout out to, you know, Chris Holman, shout out to all the homies from back in the day, Roberts, Matt Roberts, right? People that influenced me into skating. I had an idea of a skate team. It was called Risk, Risk Skate Team. And I used to draw this fucking heart, cheesy little heart when I was a kid. And uh, it had like these weird like checkered wings, right? And so I took that idea. I took Risk and I took the heart logo and I reworked it. Now, knowing that, you know, all the, you know, knowing what I know about art now, I redesigned the logo, came out with the logo in a more graffiti, like stencil type way, the dripping heart. And that has a lot of emotion to me. The heart's always been a a big symbol in my life because, you know, on some personal shit, one of my best friends, rest in peace, Chase. You know, we're going on we're going on six six plus years of this. Uh, my homie passed away, he was murdered, you know, and that was a real tough time in my life, but that that man sent me signs. you know, he sent me signs. and i I believe in that shit, man. I believe in in the higher power sense. I believe in the energy that we are and that the world is and the universe is right. And so there's some shit that you just can't explain. You just kind of got to take it in. And so my homie would send me hearts, you know, and he was somebody who always pushed me to pursue my passions from a very young age. He saw the talent and he saw the drive and he saw the potential. And he lived that and he always expressed that. And I will forever be grateful for that. And I work for that man. I work to make him proud one day. And so this 
this heart, it has a lot of meaning to me. Okay. This is what I love to do. This is who I am. This is what I live for. And so risk came out of just organic thought, just living, experiencing, you know, being myself, coming to terms with who I am and, and being accepting of, of what you do. So enough of the cheesy shit. Not that it's cheesy. It's very, I'm glad I could open up like that. But what I'm trying to get at is that with art, when you do something like that, it's, you know, you're given parts of yourself. You're really given pieces of yourself. You're given pieces of your mind. And, you know, art is such a beautiful thing because like I said in the previous podcast, things are so temporary, things are so finite, but art could really live a lot longer than we can, right? You know, we'll go one day, but our art will remain. You know, I'll go one day, but you can hear me in the podcast. You can hear me in my songs, right? You can see me in my work and you can see it in the videos. It's crazy time. Crazy time, right? So, doing art as a career it's a it's got to be real it's got to be real and it's got to be you you know so art as a career you should think about school or grinding as a as a street artist either way you're going to have to do both right or you're going to have to do you're going to have to grind <laughs> you're going to have to grind it's optional to go to school, but if you go to school, you're going to have to grind either way. Um, market, right? Instagram. But before that, think of what you could be as a business, right? Think about ways you could make money, whether it's being an independent contractor, whether it's doing commissions, okay? Whether it's working at fucking Disney as a caricaturist or something, right? It don't matter. You, you need to find ways to capitalize on your skill. You got to find ways to capitalize on your skills. That's the way to make money as an artist. That's the way to start heading into that direction of a career. Teaching art now is something that I really didn't think I'd be doing and I'm super stoked to be doing it because I've had such a positive reaction with the kids. You know, I think it's just, you know, it's things that are meant to be. I, I let the things happen organically. I want them to happen naturally and, and to feel right, you know, and I just, as an artist, <clears throat> My piece of advice is to let those things flow. Let the heartache flow. You know, let the pain flow. Let the happiness flow. Take it all in. You know, this is how you're going to be able to leave marks of yourself onto the world. It's a very special, very special thing. 
and this could be taken for many, 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 many forms of art, if not all forms of art as a career. So I hope you guys dig it. This one was a little more serious. <laughs> Next time I'll come back, I'll do a couple more jokes. But for now, I really fucking, uh, I feel like you guys will, you know, be real responsive to it and really appreciate this type of side of, uh, of the podcast. The Wrist Report with Roman the Stoic. You know what it is. Peace.